Hey, Joel Thiessen here for See, Here and Love. We're gonna talk about millennials today, learn about some research and see what this means for your life. Well, welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda Estabrooks, and today we're talking all about and learning all about millennials, the age group born in the 80s. It's one of our favorite topics since half of our team fall in this category, Cheryl and I. <laughs> <laughs> and here at See Here Love, we want to encourage and inspire this generation in their faith and life journey. So I'm so thankful you're all here, too, as we talk about this. And I'm also thankful that we have a special guest on the show today who knows a thing or two about millennials. His name is Joel Thiessen, and he's a professor of sociology at Ambrose University and the author of this book, The Millennial Mosaic, How Pluralism and Choice Are Shaping Canadian Youth and the Future of Canada. And I'm really looking forward to hearing from him, and I know we're gonna have a lot of great discussion yeah. about his findings and thoughts. But I thought the best way to sort of kick off a millennial show is to do a little trivia game with the Gen Xers versus the millennials. All right, so oh, are you ready? ready? So this is the Gen Xers, that's Cheryl and I. We're gonna ask you questions about our generation and see if you know them. All right. Okay, are y'all ready? Oh, man. Okay, <clears throat> number one. What numbers did you press to call back on your telephone the last person who called you? Star 69. Yes! How did oh, you know God. that? My brother's from the oh, older right, right. I thought you really didn't know what a good. telephone yeah. was, but oh, okay. Good one. Star 69. Okay. That's good. Question number two. I had to think about that, though. How did we Gen Xers look up information before Google? Uh, newspapers? The library. In car newspaper. Uh, phone book. Oh, yeah, that's oh, oh okay. So, <laughs> so are, are they, are they, oh, we sound so old. Um, the phone book. Um, no. Yes, I would say we Enci looked, Encyclopedias. Encyclopedias. Yeah. Britannica. Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia Britannica. And we did go to the library, and I'm, I'm mature enough to realize I work the Dewey Decimal System, mm -hmm. and I don't know if any of you know that. Yeah. Okay, that would be another show. I'm an older millennial then, because I know that, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna need help from our coordinator to see her love for this next one, because here it is. What is this doll called that was the biggest craze in the early 1980s? And hold on, here we come. Can uh, you name oh, this the, doll that in the biggest craze? What? Yeah. Cabbage Patch Cabbage, cabbage okay, yeah. that's I had, good. I had a bunch of those. The Cabbage Patch doll, which was a huge craze. It was crazy. I think I had a couple of them, and you could adopt them from the patch. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought they were scary. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. I think they, yeah. oh, this was and the biggest little, thing. You got a little adoption certificate. You got a little adoption the certificate, and you filled yeah. it out. Okay, not bad. Not bad, you guys. Okay, so you guys have some All trivia right. for I have us now. I a question now. for you. Okay. Ready. Yeah. Can you name at least three boy bands? From where? Like, you mean like NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Oh, and two. Keep going. Oh. Uh, Backstreet Boys, um, insane. insane, and um, boys to men. Yeah, boys to men. They're too old for us. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what boy? Uh, okay, let's. Can we? Yeah. Ninety-eight degrees. Yeah. No. Oh, kids on the blog. O Town. O Town. Oh, that's enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Can you name? Okay. Can you name some of the characters from Saved by the Bell? Not their real names. Their character names. I know. There's a Zach. Zachary. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. 
Zach Morris. Scooch. Scat. Scooter. Scoot. Scoot. Scooter. 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 No, no. Screech. Screech. Oh, Screech. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It's her S's, right? Um, there was a girl with there were curly hair. Oh, tall, like blonde, mm. curly hair. Yeah, I can't remember her name. I don't know her name. Jesse. Jesse Spano, right? Oh, okay. Uh, AC Slater. Slater. Oh, Kelly Kelly. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Screw it, Mr. Belding. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Do you have another one? <laughs> yep. Okay. I don't it's remember. Okay. One more. Oh, last one. Oh, okay. Can you identify where this sound comes from? Uh oh. Do it again. Is it a doorbell? ICQ. ICQ. Chat. Oh, oh, oh. 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 I'm like, oh, awesome. I had She's so like, many. It's like a doorbell. <laughs> well, that's what it sounded yeah. like. Yeah, it's close. Is that a Gen close. X response? Oh. It was, As I'm clutching my cabbage patch. <laughs> You're having memories. Moment, like I know. I'm probably having a memory. It was the first thing that we used for uh, instant for instant yeah. messaging yeah. Yeah. with wow. our friends, and it's like where a lot of us learned how to type. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I was gonna, I was, I was gonna ask about like MySpace, but that's a whole nother show. Yeah. And you all have blank faces. Everyone's like, what? No, no, we have. Okay, yeah, for sure. That. Yeah. All right, that's good. We're gonna do that again. I like little trivia, but it's kind of fun to know <laughs> that even just within generation, that's how different as far yeah. as far as like pop culture and everything yeah. else. So good. Well, now let's go to Professor Joel Thiessen as he shares his thoughts on millennials. Joel Thiessen, so great to have you here on See Here Love. Welcome. Thank you, great to be here. Now you're the expert on millennials. That's what I'm told, or I, that's what I read. Sure, sure. So I'm glad you're here to give us some insight on millennials. And I think it's kind of funny talking about having insight on millennials because they hate that. Yes, yes. But I, I as a Gen Xer, want to learn more about them. So sure. let's have just an honest conversation about All right, it. let's do it. I guess let's first off, Define millennials and their unique position in history. So for sure. all the baby boomers and Gen Xers yep. and everybody else, who are they? Yeah, well, millennials is an arbitrary term. You look at different <laughs> okay. studies, the starting point, the end point is different. So uh, the way that we look at millennials, uh, we start with baby boomers in this 20 year gap from 1945 to 1965, and then we follow 20 year increments. So millennials, 1986 to 2005, Really, if you're talking about a few years difference, they're not drastically different. Okay. Uh, when you look at surveys and you ask millennials, what would you say is different about your generation? They mm -hmm. will consistently talk about digital access, the information uh, and technological revolution of access to internet, social media, et cetera, that this is, if we were to pinpoint one thing, that would be the one thing that really distinguishes them. So digital access, yeah. they grew up in a digital world. Yeah, an iPhone in their hands, uh, access to the internet, to knowledge and information all around them, social media, these things are wow. front and center in their world in ways that previous generations uh, did not grow up with. Yeah. yeah. What about characteristics? Like what kind of people are they? Like for Gen Xers, we yeah. were sort of like this, what is it? anti-disestablishment type of people. Like right. We were kind of like raging against the machine. Sure, sure. Right, and, and Nirvana, yes, and, yes. you know, that kind of underground, like we're gonna go against, you yep. know, sort of authority and institution. Yep, yep. That was, that's my generation. Yep, yep. What would you say the millennials are? Yeah, we see things of being real and authentic and dialogue and conversation, mm. uh, of wanting to be part of things, to be actively engaged in uh, leading things and different movements and so forth. I would say these things come to the, the forefront. That's good. 
good because it seems to go counter to the brand of that they're the entitled generation. Yeah, so yeah. you're talking things like authentic and real and yeah. organic and I think kale. Right, yes. <laughs> and all these things you're like, well, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. And then on the on that flip side, we call them and, and I'm I do it too, sure. entitled. Yeah. So what happens there? Yeah. Well, if they are entitled, and mm -hmm. I'm not saying they are, they are. one not all has of them, to yeah. one has to ask why are they entitled? Who is it that's given mm -hmm. them participation badges for just showing up? <laughs> who is it um, that has made them feel like the most special people in the world who wants their children to be better uh, than their parents or grandparents? Uh, really, if they're entitled, they have inherited it from the other adult influences around them mm -hmm. to no fault of their own. And yet, I would say there's many indicators that millennials are not at all entitled. I mean, okay. they are working multiple jobs while going to university. They are confronting uh, economic debt like never before, costs of university, finding affordable housing, uh, the mm -hmm. environment that's being handed on to them. Uh, none of these things are uh, great odds, if you will, to work against. And I would say millennials, in some respects, not all, mm -hmm. uh, are fighting against that entitled narrative uh, because good. they have to. And Joel, all the millennials are like, yes, yes, Joel. yes. <laughs> oh, thank you for speaking for us. Yes, but you yeah. know what I find? Every generation has their thing. Yeah. Like the baby boomers were calling Gen Xers disgruntled sure. and angsty, yeah. right? And yeah. baby boomers, I don't know what people are calling baby boomers. Yeah. Oh, they were more like, not urbanites, but they were more the yuppie kind of people. Yes. I don't know. Everybody yeah. has their something That's in right. generation, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. So these things certainly come to the fore for yeah. millennials. Now, in your book, your latest book, The Millennial Mosaic, How Pluralism and Choice Are Shaping Canadian Youth in the Future of Canada, you talk about how pluralism and choice has shaped the generation. I mean, you've mentioned this, but yeah. I'd like to talk about that because that's an sure. interesting um, idea because I thought there'd be a little bit of that in, in the Gen X as well. Right. But talk to me about that in the millennial context. Yeah, well, really, I mean, generations are not drastically different from previous generations. So it's not like these things didn't exist right. before. But as we wrote this book, uh, Reg Bibby and Lethbridge, myself and Manetta Bailey at Ambrose, um, we looked at the ways in which pluralism and choice are front and center for millennials in that the social scripts are no longer set for them, mm. right? It's not like you finish high school, you go to university, you get a house, you get married, you have kids, like that script is no longer there. The choices are endless. Yes. And so uh, these things are terrifying in some respects. We know there's good research that shows that the more choices you have, uh, the more you are to regret the decisions that you make. Oh. In some ways, oh. narrowing the choice so what you're saying, Joel, more yeah, choices yeah. narrow the choice. Well, or more choices. Having more choices makes it more terrifying to make those decisions, oh, and we're more likely to regret the decisions because I had all these other choices, choices I could have made, from who I marry to where I live to what job I take, rather than having a short, narrow social script of you only have these three options. Interesting. And so, in some hmm. ways, having fewer choices can actually help us in all kinds of ways. I understand that. I remember when I we came over from the Philippines as yep. missionaries yep. to Canada, and in the Philippines we would have like one cereal yep. and one kind of pop sure. and one kind of gum. Yep. It was like juicy fruit, Sprite, yep. and like some kind of fake cornflakes sure, or something. No, sure. I'm not kidding. Yep. Then we come to Canada. Yep. We walk in the grocery store. And it's like a thousand different kinds of frosted flakes yep. and all kinds of things, and then all this kind of pop yep. and then gum. Yep. I'm like, I, I, it, it blew our mind. Yep. And so then we were like struggling with choice. And then when you did choose your red, I'd be like, oh, yep. maybe I should have gotten the other gum. Yep. Maybe that would have been better. Yep. Maybe more long, you know what I mean? Yep. So I totally understand that. But it's funny because we, we want more choice. You yep. know, we're like, we want choices so that, you know, we're free to do whatever we want, sure. and, you know? Yeah. But it, it, that's really an, a, a 
wow, that's a good point. I'm kind of like thinking through that even for my own self. Yeah, well, and it's less consequential when you're yeah. picking gum, but when it comes to <laughs> picking what university yeah. do I go to, what kind of career should I pursue? Now I have all these options. It's not like I was born and raised on the farm and I'm socializing, right. this is the only opportunity yeah. or the family business. Uh, it makes those decisions more difficult and complicated oh. to make and in some ways terrifying for young people which adds more anxiety yep, yep. and depression and things I can see yeah these because kinds of, this. of things have social roots yeah. and causes to all those kinds of conversations these days so what you're saying now what does that mean for the future so I'm looking even for as a Gen X yeah. Xer I'm looking at the future but when you're yeah. thinking Millennials yeah. and you're thinking you know in the next 20 30 years what the world and society and culture will look like yeah. what does it look like yeah I think one of the things for Millennials who value choice and have grown up in an age of pluralism and diversity is yeah. they're far more open and tolerant to people of different perspectives yeah. uh, and that there isn't only one way of doing things and only one way of thinking about things so for Canadian society you think about things like immigration ethnic diversity religious diversity etc etc uh, sexuality this is an mm -hmm. area that comes to the fore that uh, there is a sense that the the door has been opened and that Millennials are increasingly comfortable with that mm -hmm. and um, I think we should anticipate that degree of comfort to wow. continue to predominate Canadian society so Joel as we look at the generations all having to live together yeah what encouragement and advice would you have for me as a Gen Xer on how to include Millennials in the conversation and in my life yeah uh, I think there's great opportunities for good mentorship. It's one thing to say to millennials, you have all these choices before you now figure it out. Mm -hmm. And one of the gaps we've had in society is that there isn't this opportunity to actually mentor young people on how do you discern well between all the choices that are before you. And so I think there's opportunities for older generations mm -hmm. to take seriously. And millennials are clearly telling us they want other adult influences in their life to speak positively. Mm -hmm. And so there's some, some great things there. And the second thing I would say is um, creating leadership opportunities. And not not holding tightly to the things that older generations have but to really pass the key and to see this as a mutual opportunity to learn and benefit and grow within the society around us that's good and then to Millennials to Millennials who look at us yes and yes. say, uh, yeah I mean I won't, not all of them yes but sometimes they kind of do their you know eye roll yeah what would you say to Millennials yeah uh, take heart in the things that you're passionate about um, utilize those around you to help cultivate those passions and to seek hard after those uh, seek mentors be intentional to find those who can work with you uh, and celebrate the good things of the choices that you have mm. and to see choices as a positive surrounded in good environments with good people around you who can help you uh, to really leave in, live into those passions and dreams that you have. Joel Thiessen, thank you so much for your expertise, your advice and encouragement for us today. Good, thank you, my pleasure. Hey, it's Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this amazing conversation, but I just wanted to let you know you're listening to the See Here Love with Melinda podcast, a web and television series produced by Crossroads Christian Communications. We get to produce fun, meaningful content for our See Here Love audience by the generosity of our supporters. So how can you help us and keep See Here Love on the air? We'll go right now to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. So much love and thanks to you. Now let's get back to our conversation. Wow, such great thoughts from Joel Thiessen. Well, let's debrief, because there is a lot of information about millennials. Some of your thoughts, I mean, he starts defining millennials and then he talks about digital access, mm. the first generation in history to have this much digital access. What are your thoughts about that? And what's the impact been because of that? Mm -hmm. The term that I've heard is 
digital natives because they're just born into it. They're the mm -hmm. first generation that has access, but they're born into it. And it's interesting because there's always that overlap. And he actually mentioned in the interview that it depends on who you ask. Um, they have all this access. There was a generation before that is both analog and digital. So it's not like they're... Is that Gen X? Would that be um, Gen no, X? it's actually... The, there's a tiny generation oh, that they've called Xennials. Okay. Like it starts with an X and ends with yeah. Xennials. Um, and it's about five years in between them. And so my, I take heart in the fact that they're not alone. They're not the standalone generation that's kind of thrown out there in the middle of nowhere. There is always a continuity, but it is a lot of information yeah. just thrown at them. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And you're saying them. Like it's you. you. That's you. It's you or you don't no, identify. No, I don't. Because okay. I actually knew some of the answers. That's how I knew Star 69. Right. Yeah, right. you were right in the middle. Yeah, I was kind of, I'm, in, I'm, in, that, yeah, I'm yeah. in that sandwich place. Yeah. I, and I could relate to what, what Joel was saying because I am a millennial. So I, I was like, oh, yeah, I do know all those things. I do feel like that. I, I do see that like, mm -hmm. like that. And mm -hmm. yeah, it was really interesting actually to, wow. to hear him speak on that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of my professional life is spent helping translate a digital world mm -hmm. to the church. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a great passion for me. So I could nerd out on the, <laughs> the stats and the data and the theology of it for a long time. But, but the big idea is that the world has significantly changed and it has changed in a way that we grew up in and it feels very normal to us. Yes. Um, even things like, for example, um, for millennials, we feel like people we know on the internet and have only met on the internet, we would feel are genuine and real friends and relationships that we keep. Whereas if you're about over the age of 35-ish, mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't feel like it's as real of a friendship if you have never met in real life. And so it's this, just because, well, our whole world has been lived in that digital yeah. space. So why yeah. couldn't you have a friend who lives across the country who you've never met, but you talk to all the time, or you video, or you play video games, or whatever it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. You know, I asked him about this entitled generation. I want to ask you about that, because yeah. it's sort of been labeled an entitled generation. He actually goes, well, whose fault is that? Hmm. Which is really interesting. Who said that, you know, you were, all, you were the only one that could do it, and you're the only one that's special. And then he said that actually you're not entitled, this generation, that you actually work hard, you care for the environment, and you fight against the entitled narrative all the time. Mm. Do you agree with that? Do you agree with what he said? I mean, what do you think first from um, someone who is a Gen Xer? Well, as a Gen Xer who's raising, I, I've got a millennial and I've got a, two Gen Zers. And so I, I think there's a sense of entitlement there, yes, but I do agree. They're caring, they're active in their communities, they're righting every wrong, um, hardworking, the, the ones I see. Mm -hmm. um, so I wonder if they've been labeled unfairly uh, and, and or is there truth to that? I, I, I'd love to hear from these yeah. guys on that. I feel like it's a little bit of like unfair, uh, unfair uh, labeling as well. Because I, I don't think, like, like we're not all we're not all entitled. We're not all we're also not all compassionate. You know, like there's lots of people. There's lots <laughs> yeah. of people in yeah. this group, and you yeah. can't yeah. just like lump them yeah. all it's into one. It's a bit of a blanket statement. A little isn't bit, it? Yeah. yeah. I have met entitled millennials, but yeah. for but sure. But I've also mm. met entitled Gen X. You know, like yeah. it's, yeah. you've it's, also met entitled sixty-five-year-olds <laughs> who are demanding something in the restaurant. So I, yeah, yeah. I, think I don't that know. Label might come from the digital age because when you see all the celebrities out there, I mean, they're, they're by virtue of having all that money and demanding that kind of status, there is a level of entitlement when you're that famous and you have access mm -hmm. and that gets labeled with that generation because that's what people see in all the media outlets and in entertainment and whatnot. So I actually believe, I, I think it's unfair. I have seen very hardworking young people. Mm. Yeah. I asked him, what do Gen Xers, basically me, need to know about millennials? Mm -hmm. And he said they want good mentorship mm. and they want leadership opportunities. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. It's Absolutely. like, yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, the, the reality is now a lot of millennials are older 
Mm-hmm. Um, some of us um, have been in the workforce 10, almost 15 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of people have f- families and homes and major responsibilities in that area of their life. And so in every generation, you desire to have an opportunity to, to lead and make an impact. And, and it's always tough, I think, for an older generation to let that go for the younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, as for someone who, and we've mentioned these on shows before about, you know, women who have kind of our responsibility to mentor and to to give leadership opportunities to young people. And on the flip side, it's like we've worked so hard to get where we are. So there's always this tension to say, Mm. I want to give up my power to allow for the next generation. But man, have I fought hard to get here. And now I have the platform Mm. and I want it. And so it was good. It was good for me to hear him say that. He said, Melinda, you've got to give up leadership opportunities for younger people. And can I I just jump in and say that I find that that struggle happens more uh, when it comes to females. Uh, older females struggle in making space. It's something that they have to sort of release and do because they have worked hard and because there's a little bit of this, there's always this thing with women, you know, just naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this sort of giving way to the next generation is something you have to be very intentional. It's hard to do. Yeah. Because you're thinking, you know, I struggle to get there. Yeah. I'm thinking about the young people I know, um, and I think it goes both ways. I love how Joel was like, okay, you need to make space for this younger generation. To the younger generation, you need to understand that they are from an older generation. So when you just email them and you text them, it's not the same as you going to them in person and showing that respect, yeah. knowing that they are from an older generation. They have lots of things to deposit into them, but their communication style is different. And if you want to be mentored by them, you need to recognize that. Yeah. 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 Then I said, what would you say to millennials, Joel? Mm-hmm. And he said, take heart to the things that you're passionate about, seek heart after mentors, celebrate the choices that you've made, and see choices as positive. It was mm-hmm. a big discussion about choices, because mm-hmm. this generation has a lot of choices oh. in front of them, yeah. which can yeah. be good, but also can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To sometimes, he was, you know, he, he said later to me, overwhelming to then you don't make a decision. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that I see a lot of. The Do decision you? paralysis, when I think of, um, the young adults that I know in our church community who seem to be unsure how to make decisions around mm-hmm. a job, a life partner, yeah. um, their faith life, many other things, even like, what are we going to do tonight? Well, there's three options of places I could go to have a good time, like fun events happening. So which one am I going to choose? And then like, oh, I choose none. I stay home. <laughs> I'm just feel like yeah. We have access to so many things, right? Like yeah. I can jump on Pinterest and, and think, oh, I could become an interior designer. Like how this is, Pinterest <laughs> right? makes me feel like I could do this. I don't have to go to school. I just, yeah. I'm not into this right now. Yeah. Right? right. And then yeah. like, like you jump on Instagram and you're like, oh, I could be a, I could be a, a photographer yeah. Yeah. or a blogger or a model all of a sudden. Like yeah. that is kind of how social media And our generation like, is like, we went to like eight years of school yeah, yeah. to get there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's an interesting conversation because I think we all generation to generation have to work together. We have to give leadership opportunities to younger people, yeah. but also younger people need to give us grace in, yeah. mm-hmm. in yeah, understanding definitely. them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's really Good. I mean, I love about Joel saying, see choices as positive. And I think, you know, as we move into the good word, I I, want to give encouragement to millennials and really any generation about making good choices. So I want to read these verses and land on this Mm. for a little bit because I think that's important. So in Matthew 6.33 and in James 1.5, it talks about how to make good choices in the good word. Joanna? Yeah, Matthew 6.33. But seek first his kingdom. That's Christ's kingdom. God's kingdom and his righteousness and all these things, everything else will be given to you as well. Mm. And that says, don't, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. 
And that was the Matthew? That's in Matthew, Matthew 6. Okay. And then James 1, 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who will give generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, That's those are good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think about uh, my mom of her gen an older generation. She talks about when she was growing up, she had three choices of what she could do in a career. She could be a secretary, a teacher, or a nurse. Those were the only career opportunities that were open to her. And now I'm being told growing up, I can be anything I want to be. I'm not going to be good at everything though. So it's overwhelming to figure out who you are and what you want to do and what you want to be. And especially for women, I think this, this new freedom of choice is amazing and I'm so grateful for it, yeah. but it can feel overwhelming. Yeah. And so we need God's help just as these scriptures are teaching us, right? Yeah. We need to seek the wisdom of God and how to be in the times that we live in. Yeah, seek first his kingdom. And it's, it's, quite, it's quite an interesting epidemic in the sense that, uh, yes, you can absolutely be anything you want to be. But what I see with uh, millennials is that um, I read this in a survey recently that the average work history at any one place is about three to five years. So there's a high turnover where they're like, sort of like, okay, that I'm done with that, on to the next. Yeah. Where generations before, they're in their job for like, you know, 10 years and 15 years and 20 years. And, and so I just yeah. encourage them that whatever choices they make, really be confident in that choice, have that stick-to-itiveness, like mm -hmm. see that thing through. Mm -hmm. Like that's my encouragement for them. Yeah. yeah, and even in some of that, that seeking first the kingdom of God, sometimes in an effort to build your own kingdom, to climb up that corporate ladder or whatever, you're hopping and moving all the time and you're exhausted, you can be exhausted yeah, by it. Burnt. But if we seek like God's priorities first, make that the number one thing, mm -hmm. all the other stuff that will be taken care of, God will care for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for your great thoughts. Those are good as we figure out how to make good choices. Well, speaking of choices, we headed down to St. Stephen, New Brunswick to hear from some pretty strong and amazing women on the choices they're making in their community and academics. What is the benefit of that kind of accountability and commitment to one another to foster and grow a true sense of community. Okay, so I think that we live in a world where people leave easily. Hmm. They leave situations that they're uncomfortable in. They're, you know, they're part of a group all of a sudden. I, I'm not feeling this. I'm going to go find my space somewhere else. And here, you, you can't leave. <laughs> You're stuck. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the brilliant parts of that is you walk through it mm -hmm. to the other side. And I think that authentic community can only happen when you walk through the mm -hmm. uncomfortableness, the extreme pain of community. And I'm not sure it's possible to have authentic community without gaining the tools to stay. Well, I find it really unfortunate that a lot of people, you're right, a lot of people across the world don't know what that kind of intimate community is like. And I, I feel for them because it's so important to be able to be in a space where you feel like you could walk up to anyone on the street and be like, oh, maybe I know them, maybe mm -hmm. I don't, but they'd be open to getting to know me. And, and even being in a space like this where if I'm going through a tough time, I know people have my back. I know people are here to support me. Mm -hmm. And especially in the, the entire community of St. Stephen, um, I've seen in, in you know newspaper ads and in fundraisers and, and all sorts of things, everyone's just trying to help each other out. Mm -hmm. And it's such a beautiful thing.
Man, I really love the girlfriends in New Brunswick. They always have such great things to say. All right, quick takeaways on our millennial show and choices. Lisa. Well, in line with the two verses that Joanna read, if there ever was a season or a day and age where you have so many choices, you need to be more rooted in the word for the wisdom. And so you know how to seek God first and make those choices subsequent to your knowledge to yeah. God. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to say. That mm -hmm. verse in James 1, 5 that says, you know, if you need wisdom, ask the God of wisdom. I've been in that situation mm -hmm. where I've, I felt overwhelmed with options and I didn't know which one to step into. But when you just ask the God of wisdom, like mm -hmm. he, he gives it to you. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that. Yeah. And when you ask, listen, um, mm -hmm. his ways are better, higher, greater, um, more perfect. Let him lead. Mm-hmm. Just like we need each other. I hope that like out of like our conversation about the different generations, like we all, we're not so different. Yeah. All the jokes aside, you know, we need each other. We, uh, we need the wisdom of each generation. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And we need, I love this. We need one another even here mm -hmm. on See Here Love. So thank you so much for your thoughts. Well, as I listen over the show today, there were some key things and takeaways that were mentioned that are for all generations, as Joe, you said. This is what I think. Be passionate, look for and be a mentor create leadership opportunities for the next generation, fight against the entitled narrative, and seek first God's kingdom. For more information and thoughts about millennials and watching our past shows, go to seeherelove.com. And always remember that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye. See Here Love with Melinda is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. That's 1-800-265-3100. Tune in next week for more honest conversations with Melinda and the See Here Love team.